0: times do you hear people call you Mrs. Robinson and sing the song?
1: Oh every time. <laughs> exactly. Every time.
0: But you are a very different Mrs. Robinson
2: than yes. that one. Yes.
1: <laughs> I would say so. I would agree with that. I'm yes. glad
2: I wasn't gonna go near that subject at all. <laughs> I know I but mean... it's
1: just like comes off your hand anyway
0: we are living the authentic life luxuriously the vintage contessa in times past and we are so honored to have Brittany as our guest today she is an amazing woman we meet with tastemakers from throughout texas who really share commitment connection and authenticity and when i first met this woman she was so authentic we sat down and of course dove into fashion first but quickly Went to talking about FFA as kids (laughs) and how she raised animals in McAllen, Texas. But uh, before we dive into all about her fabulous journey, I got to do a shout out to Adam Andres, our sound engineer, who we love dearly. We could not come to you in all the formats that we come to you without him. And this is our fifth episode. So, Brittany, you grew up in McAllen, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, and you got a Bachelor's of Science in Molecular Biology and a minor in Chemistry? Yes. You go, girl. (laughs) I love that. Our daughter is excelling in math and science. Really? it's really something that we're pushing with yes, her yeah. because I think it's so, it's not generally, although Adam, your wife is working at Johnson Space City and she's a oh, wow. engineer. So girl oh, power, I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. But you recently, three years ago, I guess not so recent, after you met your husband and you have two beautiful boys, Fisher and Clyde. And um, you decided to leave your medical sales business and open the Beehive three years ago. And then you launched the 501c3 Stewards of Restoration, which I've been telling so many people about your work with human trafficking. Thank you. So why don't you share a little bit about the beehive? We've talked about how much we love bees, our
1: former podcast. That was
0: the symbol.
1: I noticed that the first thing I noticed was the bee and I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to totally get along. (laughs) Exactly. So tell us why you chose the bee and how you came up with that name. You know, I guess my whole life just having B as a, an initial, my mom would always say, oh, my little B, you know, and so Queen Bee kind of vibe stuck with me forever. And so I kind of just put that on um, as my brand for the blog. So it's been fun. And I love that even on your
0: website, that I spent so much time diving into your blog, the photos, uh, the Gilded Hive, everything goes back to that. Yes. Um, and every part of your fashion business goes
1: towards helping
0: traffic victims. Tell us how you came to that place.
1: Yeah. So when we established the nonprofit, you know, there's so many ways to fund your organization. So I just figured, why not have one of those revenues be a fun uh, way that kind of correlates with the blog and my fashion, my love for fashion and um, lifestyle blogging. And so the jewelry store, you know, came to mind and I wanted to incorporate the bee. So the Gilded Hive, you know, that's kind of where I came up with the name and um, proceeds go to the nonprofit for housing for survivors of human trafficking. So it's been really exciting. Well, I love that you
0: take fashion to connection and community, and that's so much about what the bees are doing. They're Mm -hmm. moving around with the pollen, and they're taking something (laughs) from this place (laughs) to the next. I mean, the alliteration (laughs) and the way it all comes together. So um, you've collaborated with a lot of people. You Mm -hmm. are a phenomenal uh, blogger, influencer. Tell us about how you've Grown with your numbers and how you worked with like to know it. Tell us a little bit about the yeah. mechanics of that. Because there's so many young girls out there mm-hmm. that want to grow up and be a fashion girl influencer.
1: Right. Like that's their goal. Yeah. Yeah. And you went from chemistry to this. <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy. Um I was pre-med in college, so that was my initial path. And then upon graduating, I realized that Um, I wanted to just start working right off the bat. And I ended up in the healthcare field. So I was in there for seven years. And I think that background helped me for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so the blog, I mean, I would say, you know, to, to um, those who are aspiring to be bloggers and influencers, it's a it's a big space. And to be noticed and really have a brand that stands out is all about authenticity, which is why I loved the idea of getting on here and speaking on this, because that's really what your your um, podcast is really focused on is authenticity. So um, over the years, it's really evolved like crazy. When I first started, I honestly had no idea what I was doing. It was like a self-learning thing. And I researched and did all the photography research. And, you know, then I don't think it was as popular as it is now. Um, Even three years ago, I feel like. But um, I think that what's helped me the most is just staying true to myself. And Mm -hmm. I think people see through um, someone who's just Kind of putting on and pretending to be someone they're not mm-hmm. i think the more real you are they can relate to you so much better and they they want to follow you in your life well rob has seen me be this take my picture
0: let's do this and he and bella have been so frustrated at moments they're like mom why did not have everything not
1: another picture my husband would agree a (laughs) hundred percent
0: yes but I see that you incorporate him and now that Rob's doing these videos every day he realizes it's not glamorous and some days Mm -hmm. you are not in the mood no and I read that you said so much about COVID and we want to jump into that now that COVID is spiking here it's changed the way we do business the way we connect as friends the way families connect but rob said it's not easy it's Mm -hmm. not easy to show up every day oh and smile yeah and
2: and have to put that on (laughs) and be on and game on and you make mistakes and everyone sees this glamorous on instagram how everything is wonderful but you didn't see the seven times we tried to do that video to make my wife happy
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) You need that to is. smile
2: more. <laughs> smile. I'm I mean, I'm sitting there going,
1: "Yay!
2: know I finally learned how to say fry. Yay!" Yes. When she does her videos cuz that means I don't have to do a video till Monday.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. So tell us about that journey because you also are not just about products. We found that people respond to us when we're sharing our lifestyle and our journey. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really loved about diving into your website is it isn't just product. It's not just I mean, but we do have to talk about product. This C I absolutely love. This Thank is from you. her collection. Yes. And a portion of the proceeds go to trafficking. Yes. But um but your talk about home, like this week I think you has it been almost the full week, you've talked about restyling your home and people are even more connected to their homes now after covid has happened for sure because we're not all flying away or going out we're Mm -hmm. like there every day yeah so tell about that part of your your journey
1: yeah so um i for sure have been inspired uh I guess when you're home all day you kind of see what needs to be fixed and what could get a little revamp so I've been doing that and painting walls and my husband's kind of freaking out so um you know that he gets along with it he's such a trooper I was painting the stairs uh and he was kind of like really you're gonna paint him like black trim I'm like yeah it looks good don't you think he's like yeah sure and then afterwards when it's done it's he's like oh my god this looks great so um Anyway, that's been fun. I always love doing home decor stuff. But uh, I I do share articles on there that are that really kind of hit home because I want to, you know, reach back out and say, hey, I'm real. I'm a real person. I'm a real mom. You know, these are life struggles that we deal with together. And, you know, COVID did truly shake our family to our core. I mean, my husband you know got slapped with a hefty pay cut and we we battled through that and so there was like the uncertainty of a financial future and um, we learned a lot of lessons about how to restructure our finances in the process so some good did come out of it you know I mean it was terrible you know people lost their jobs and we have friends who lost their jobs and who are still unemployed Um, fortunately you know Kirk still has a job and we're doing okay but um, you know we learned things like, you know, we refinanced our house, which was helpful. And I shared that because I think people should really look into doing that. Um, uh, he you paid, paid off your truck, I yeah, thought. Yeah, he paid off the rest of his uh, debt on Jeep, his car. A, that's a Jeep, not a truck. I know, yeah, yeah. he's a Jeep driver, too, oh, really? so yes, he yes. really okay. loved that, reading yeah, he, it last night. Kirk loves his <laughs> summit, so he's all about that car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, we just we really learned a lot we paid off a lot of debt and so we're in a better financial standing now than we were before you know we just need to get out of you know this whole the aftermath of the shutdown was like detrimental Mm -hmm. so we're right i mean it's what's crazy is
2: this wasn't a typical shutdown it's like a category five hurricane hit us yeah and then it just stayed here it's like harvey over and over and over and we don't know when the oil patch is going to come back we don't Mm know when people are going to get their jobs now we're Opened in restaurants, and now I went to the gym for the first time this week, wow. yesterday. And I've got my mask, mm-hmm. and everybody's walking around with masks. And friends we've known our whole lives are distancing six yeah. feet away, and we're all looking at each other like we're we're sick or we could hurt each other with the, with this invisible disease. It's a real disease, mm-hmm. but it's just changed our social structure. That used to be my place of camaraderie and the fun of going there and doing all that. Now it's weird. We have to reinvent yeah. ourselves yeah. on doing that. and pivot you re, you know with your finances and changing all that up mm-hmm. we've learned we don't go out to dinner any longer right we've learned to well i could we
0: go out much less a we would less. go yeah. out probably four or five days a week between lunch and dinner and now it's once a
2: once. week maybe and mm-hmm. right now with what's going on we don't want to go out at all yeah um i'm getting really good at barbecuing
1: yeah well good yeah, yeah So that's, that's, that's fun. a good skill <laughs>
2: And
0: um, <laughs> uh, Summertime. Summertime pick is really nice, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. And we learned to stand up paddleboard. I've noticed that you oh, said nice. pick up a new
1: hobby. Yeah. Did you as a family have a new hobby? Mm, you know, we spent a lot of time outside swimming. The boys love the, the pool.
2: Oh, you guys have a pool? We do.
1: <gasps> and I it honestly looks like think resort that that's pool. what saved us. Yes, in, it, in the shutdown, because we were like trying to entertain two young our boys best. Boys With young boys was so much energy. Yeah.
0: And I read um, uh, this great. Uh, blog post, I guess, and you wrote, I personally believe, and we're again she's talking about her personal beliefs. Yes. Not making a statement for the world, but I it resonated <laughs> with me. That God had a hand in this for a reason. I feel the country was going down a deep and dark path of evil and was spiraling in a direction away from God. And he completely turned us on our heads for it. I feel the country Uh, we were obsessed with money greed we were obsessed with social media false idols we were obsessed with business and our focus was turning from our family units we took God out of schools and replaced him with one-sided political teaching not in all cases but at some colleges and our morals and ethics from the Constitution were being muffled we were at the point we couldn't even have a civil debate without wanting to kill each other over our beliefs And what it doesn't mean that God gave us this because we deserved it. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that God punishes, but I do believe he uses very unfortunate circumstances to bring us back to good and back to him. And you said so much of what I have had conversations with my mom about. Mm -hmm. She um, goes to mass every day and couldn't even go to mass we were prevented from going to church so we had to find even a new way to connect with God in this journey yeah we went to mass for the first time this weekend in community and I cried watching all the old people there risking their lives and to go to Mm -hmm. be with God yeah so share with us some of your words and thoughts in addition to what you've shared here. yeah I mean
1: well Easter was definitely different this year you know televised and it's all been online, you know, which has been good, but it's not the same, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I truly feel that that article came from the heart. I mean, I fully believe every word that I put out there and, um, it was just like a, it's truly been a year of awakening. I feel like in a lot of ways, um, but more so for me, a test of my faith and it's been like, the most, the biggest test I've ever faced, I think. And uh, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Um, but I, I think that my faith is stronger than ever after this. And I think it's, it's, crazy how that shutdown was probably the scariest time of my life just because everyone's so fearful of the unknown and Mm -hmm. you know when people don't know what's going to happen we freak out and Mm -hmm. so I was definitely freaking out but um just to remember to be faithful we started tithing in that period Mm -hmm. of time and so we were giving 10 percent of what we would bring in Um, to the church, even though we weren't going. So we were paying like online. And um, the second we started doing that again, things started turning. And that's when we started getting clarity on how to get ourselves out of financial difficulty uh, during the shutdown. And so Mm -hmm. it was like a revolutionary moment in my mind that this, that God matters at all times. I mean, he can take everything away from you in in a second. And so... I'm getting emotional, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. So it changed everything for us. And I think that it was like, this is, this is seriously validation that he is our foundation.
0: And I completely agree. I, Rob and I have had so many of these discussions and I certainly went on that journey in the beginning, when it was happening, I was like, "Okay, how am I going to talk about fashion? What does my brand even mean mm-hmm. in this moment and time yeah. when people don't have a job, mm-hmm. when people are sick, when people are losing people are dying. loved ones, yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's they can't even be in the hospital to together. say yes. goodbye. We, like that is really yes. Ugh.
2: Can't have funerals. Yeah crazy.
1: Yeah. And um, this week, big shout out to Alma
0: Wafford, who is like a mother to both of us. And she's our former um, office manager who retired, but we wouldn't ever let her retire. And she has COVID and her family is suffering with it. And wow. her husband just came out of ICU and is finally at home, um, but getting oxygen. And it gives you this perspective. It changes everything in your life. And mm-hmm. Um, so much of what I would do is like look forward to the next thing that I was going to do. Mm-hmm. What trip am I going to take? What's the next plan? What charity event am I going to raise money for? How, what What's the next thing that I can do? Mm-hmm. Because I'm such a doer in type A. Right. And when all that stripped from you, mm-hmm. you have to look inside and truly turn to scripture. I love Jeremiah. I don't um, I'm Catholic, so I'm not good at all the numbers. But it's God says, I have plans for you, plans for hope and a future. Yes. And that was something that I read continually mm-hmm. just to get in my head, God's got this. Mm-hmm. And there were so many things that we planned that we wanted to consider doing. We looked into getting a new space. We looked into bringing on more employees. We looked into all these things. Mm-hmm. And God gave us no's that were a yes. He knew his plan was better than ours. Yeah, and I just, um, for me, um, I also have really connected with yoga, and I so nice. I and I. Um, the other thing is, being Catholic, we say, "May the Word of God be in my." heart and on my lips and in my uh, or in my mind on my lips and in my heart mm-hmm. but in yoga when you do these things oh, too they're yeah. your chakras too so I am not professing to everyone that they um, have to do it our way but I'm just saying that I I believe that if you have a spiritual partner in this journey and that you, talk to whoever that spiritual partner for me it's Jesus Christ for me it's God mm-hmm. but if you are Buddhist or Muslim or whatever it is that you know that there's something greater in life than us in the moment and mm-hmm. you turn to that that that's the way that we can all come out of this together it's yes. through that journey I
1: totally agree
0: and we saw so much grace from that and I agree with the tithing situation um, I found that too like there's moments when I thought how can um, how can I give this right now when we're in a hard place yeah. but whenever we but whenever
2: we've struggled and we the more we've given the yeah. more we've gotten back and we weren't trying to do that way right but we've learned it's, it's funny how that works mm-hmm. or another t- mantra whatever you want to say I have the luckiest people that we know are the hardest workers mm-hmm. and the harder we worked at giving and trying to help others it in turn helped us yeah. too as as a whole because we're trying to help other people it's um i'm not as good a soul person as my wife but i'm getting better every day uh-huh. <laughs> and the giving and the and and the religion and church i grew up catholic mm-hmm. kind of took off for a little while in college and did things different till we we were married yeah. and we go to church i go 95 percent of the time today goes every week mm-hmm. or we watch it on tv now yeah, or, or that yeah. but it's 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 amazing how that's made a difference and mm-hmm. i that that knowing that we are not the most significant things that we there is a higher power out there mm-hmm. um to look to yeah it's great and
1: I mean, I th- it's not ours you know our our belongings and our money you know it it's, isn't. it's not you know
2: you can't take it with you.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think
0: that's the hard thing about so many people in the journey um, is that the church has disappointed people. And I want to say, because we on our prior podcast interviewed Mike Resendez, who exposed the molestation in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. So I want to tell people clearly i understand there are issues and problems with the church mm-hmm. i understand there is not always authenticity mm-hmm. but i believe the authenticity comes in the relationship that we have with god and not necessarily with the church right so i think that's been a difficult thing that all of us during this and with the death of george floyd mm-hmm. and so many things happening mm-hmm that are just stripping us of so many things that we're all like trying to find out what's real, what right. in life is real, mm-hmm. what politicians real, mm-hmm. what well, police. Well, let's, let's hold ma- on.
2: <laughs> there aren't that many politicians that, <laughs> that are <not> real. True. <laughs> let's just get this right now. But, but that's another subject.
0: Right. But um, are the police real? Are they genuine? And from my experience... Uh, the uh, working with crime stoppers and doing what we've done to try to keep our community safe mm-hmm. I want to believe that overall that the police in Houston and chief Acevedo and the sheriff and everyone in the city of Houston is considering us and the decisions that they're making But yeah. there's still room for conversation just sure. like individually there's room for growth in every conversation right and I appreciate that we're having conversations and talking about these things mm-hmm. and I've had much more in-depth conversations with my friends who are African-American about their journey and things I didn't realize mm-hmm. had happened to them mm-hmm. and I think that that's the only good that we can say of COVID or these is that maybe we're more open. And I loved what Jamie Kajandu said when he came in and was our podcast guest. He said we should listen more than we talk.
1: Yes. We're so quick to, to have an opinion on based on someone else's opinion. And we're not listening to each other. We're fighting with each other, you know, and it's I think so much has happened this year in general, too. I mean, we just came out of a shutdown and, and now we're we're fighting with each other, you know, with all these issues happening currently. It's it's crazy. But I think we can unify if we come together. But, you know, I'm really praying and hoping that it, that happens sooner than later. Absolutely. We
2: may not agree with the same opinions politically right. or on any of the issues, but we should be able to accept the other people's opinions respectfully. Respect exactly yeah. because I don't agree with some of my best friends mm-hmm. on politics and other issues, but we've been friends so long, we agree to not discuss those things. Respect each other for the the, the time we've put in our friendship together. Yeah. And that's why the world works. Mm-hmm. We're completely divided, but yet we should be able to be able to all get along and play in the sandbox.
1: Exactly. I totally agree with that. So let's get back
0: to sex trafficking. I um, I appreciate... So you, you're you working with um, this organization. You and your husband have been looking at real estate. You started this organization to help traffic victims. And yes. And I was hoping, because covid's happening that there aren't as many victims but i've heard that the numbers oh. are still there and yeah. the services that we can offer to them i know that you uh, have attended some of the houston arrogance trafficking groups mm-hmm. and certainly on prior podcasts um, we had um, jennifer homan who you have met yeah. who's a huge leader and yes we both have joined houston 20 and our efforts Um, Can we talk a little bit about where that situation is right now with the need for housing? And is it more extreme now or is it better now that COVID has happened?
1: Well, I think it's more crucial than ever um, to be able to have more available to survivors right now, especially because I follow um, Tim Ballard, who... I don't know if you've heard of him. He's he founded Our Rescue, and okay. um, his organization has done amazing things to to rescue children out of human trafficking all over the world. So, mm-hmm. um, he was an uh, he's a former CIA agent. He's he's got amazing amazing ties, and his organization is incredible. Um, so I follow him on social media, and he um, made a comment the other day and said that COVID uh, during the COVID process or uh, situation. Um, it was hard to nail down the case number, whether it had increased or decreased. However, the calls that have come in to the hotlines have increased 40%. So I know that whatever's happening is obviously not good. So, Mm -hmm. um, I was also on a call, um, with the Samaritan women's group, Mm -hmm. they've been offering housing to survivors for years now. And so I'm learning more and more about how I can be better and what I need to set myself up for with our nonprofit to be able to offer this housing and these services to survivors. And, um, you know, we, we discussed that housing is extremely crucial right now. It's, it's one of those pioneering uh, spaces where mm-hmm. we're still learning how to best provide, mm-hmm. but we're all doing it together. And I mean, the collaboration has been great learning from everyone, networking. But yeah, I really do think that housing is extremely crucial right now. We need more of it. And, you know, that's the reason why we started this nonprofit to begin with was there was such a need here in Houston, especially for more housing.
0: Well, with um, Houston 20, we're working with Hope Rising and we were just able to get a huge facility for women who have been trafficked and are, are opening that up. And it's an incredible... It's been such an incredible journey to do that. I also noticed that um, you are pulling clothes, and I know at Houston 20 we're trying to do that. Yeah. Tell a little bit about that journey also. So,
1: I mean, I haven't really launched anything officially, but um, I just want to be able, since I have kind of a network with the blogging community here in Houston, I thought maybe I can reach out to some of them and start a closet going where, you know when these survivors start getting the tools they need Mm -hmm. to interview for employment you know so they can stay safe and separate themselves from their traffickers hopefully forever um, they can feel good confident and go into the interview and you know in clothes that we are gently worn from all of our fashion loving blogger girls and you know rock their interview and get that job so
0: and it is such a big part is I've learned that and going back to like how we pivoted through COVID, I felt guilty talking about fashion initially when so many people were at a Me loss. Too. Yeah. But then I realized that fashion is a way for us to have creativity and mm-hmm. expression an and escape. expression of yeah. self. Yeah. And that I've learned that since we none of us are pushy salespeople, you could come into our store and we're just gonna talk to yeah. you, and find out what your interests are. And it's more about education. It's about using and about, um, I know that when I wear something that I feel good about, I feel better. And I think these traffic victims, and we're doing this with Houston 20 already, Mm -hmm. so we should connect and collaborate together. Yes, definitely. Erica Bagwell and Amy Pierce, we're pulling together these clothing items from friends and so many of us have been clearing out our closets which That's, has been good
1: yes the perfect opportunity to do that yes right so now we've been at home
0: with COVID <laughs> but um so we will um please uh direct message either Brittany or myself and we will let you know where you can make these donations yes but it is an important part of the journey and I've also come to this place that for a few weeks I wasn't talking about our products but then I learned that I really dug deep, prayed about it, thought about it. Mm-hmm. And because we buy products, we also are giving people an opportunity to clean out things, get money if they need it. True. But yes. we're selling yes. things that have a value. Mm-hmm. And it's not disposable products like you might buy. And I certainly like Zara, but and I yeah. shop at Zara. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but um, our products aren't disposable. So you're actually making an investment into something that you can use and have for generations to come it's sustainable it's not leaving a carbon footprint and I read about your experience of buying your first Chanel bag yes and I thought (laughs) that was so interesting will you tell us a little bit about that experience yeah
1: so when I was in my corporate role um you know, I was really, like, I guess i you could say I was proud of myself. You know, I graduated college. I had worked. I was in the medical space for seven years. Um, and I had always dreamed, you know, you have, like, this dream, like, as a little girl, like, oh, my gosh, you know, one day I'm going to get a Chanel bag. And that sounds, I don't want to come off as, like, sounding materialistic about it. But it's kind of just, you know, I'm like, if I just had one bag that was like the bag, that would be it. And I'd be happy Mm -hmm. forever, you know? So it was just a little goal that I made myself and, you know, a little bonus here, a little bonus there working. And, um, I bought it and I was so excited about it. It was like the thrilling moment. I was like, I finally did it. Here's my bag. I'm so excited. You know, I'm going to have this forever. Love it. And you bought pre-owned instead of new. I did. I did because I really thought I really did some research, and honestly, I mean, it looked brand new. I mean, I um, I did some heavy research, like making sure that it's authentic, um, has a certificate.
2: How the, cer- how the stitching lines up. The stitching. Up, how all it matches. Exactly. How the, how the heat stamp on the inside is this way with this script and all... You guys know all about that. Yeah, I know more about handbags than I ever should. (laughs) But because everything in our store we buy, we don't take consignments. So we write a check, and I'm in the store more often than Danae is back when she was a mom and taking our daughter to school and Mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. um, I had to learn it because I'm just not going to blindly have someone tell somebody, oh, yeah, this bag's real. I open it up. I look it. I smell it. I make sure it's all correct. And then I look for all the right markings, and Chanel, over the years, has changed their font on their stamp, on their um, hologram on the inside of their bag over the years. It's all changed.
1: Wow, I didn't know that.
2: They did. <laughs> but they're consistent on how they put their stitching together, is always consistent, and they don't have a second, meaning it's either perfect or it's not sold. Oh. They don't make seconds and someone goes, oh, this was a scratch and dent and Chanel sold it because it was a little bit off. It's always perfect. Yeah. Same with Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Louis Vuitton at the end of a season, if they haven't sold all their bags, instead of putting them on sale, Louis Vuitton destroys them. Wow. If they make too many of them. I didn't know that. I don't know. That's why they build brand loyalty and um, value. Right. It has resale value because there's not an abundance of them out there being discounted.
1: Yes. And that makes so much sense,
0: too. Mm-hmm. And wow. I think it's it's come to a place in society. I noticed that you said not to be materialistic, but I think it's a hard balance because there's so much judgment. there's so much judgment on are you who you say you are are you and I think that people can still have nice things Absolutely. and invest in nice pieces, yeah, and truly care about the community and truly care about other people mm-hmm. and i I um I feel like hardworking people are scrutinized by the lifestyle so much. And I hope that um, we can come to a place to find balance. And that's the other reason that I really wanted to step into the podcast world is I feel like so much there's a stereotype. If you're attractive and well-dressed, people presume that you're not educated and you're materialistic right and that's the basis of your life and so if you're talking about stereotypes that's certainly one I mean I've had people that have heard me speak in public after knowing me and even going to lunch with me and say oh wow I didn't know Danae knew that much (laughs) so you are a beautiful woman who has a chemistry bio like tell us about that journey have you found that people
1: presume something about you too I think so I don't know if it's the red hair um, or the (laughs) fake spray tan, but um, I'm kidding. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, I felt that, you know, along the way, you know, over the years, but um, I really have not cared, I guess, what anyone really thinks. Mm -hmm. But I, all I really care about is my close friends and family. They know who I really am, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I become friends with you, you'll know who I really am. So, you know... People may have thought something, you know, maybe that I wasn't educated or, you know, that I I'm rich, which I'm not, you know, so you
2: I think do have a paid for Jeep.
1: I do have a paid for Jeep. You know, we work really hard in our family. Um, I think everyone deserves to reward themselves every now and then for the work that they do, you know. Well and I
0: noticed that we um the way that Renya and I came together for Crime Stoppers is we were actually robbed at our home of handbags. Oh
1: my gosh. And, no way.
0: And uh, well we we met before that when um Bella and I wrote our children's book, but we and we talked about Crime Stoppers, but then when you're a victim of crime, you see you look at it <sighs> wow. in a different way and just so much again about this journey with George Floyd like I can't feel what they felt because I haven't walked a mile in their shoes Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to understand everyone's journey so I can have sympathy and empathy and we don't all have to experience what everyone else experiences to understand it or to have Mm -hmm. pain for them in their journey and I thought it was so sad that people said, well, they deserve. So we were on several TV stations to try to find who robbed us. And many people said they deserve to be robbed because oh. they had that many products and they deserve to be robbed. And yeah. I, haters are going to hate. Right. And I think yeah. that that's just part of the journey. And I think we all just have to continue talking and educating And even if we were rich or successful, but if we use our gifts to keep paying it forward, and you wrote down a scripture about, um, was it about the seeds? No, there was something else about tithing and about sharing. Yes. I think that that's such an important part of it is that we, um, I know we have such a small platform, but I feel like we use our platform for good mm-hmm. to have these discussions yeah. we are known as fashion girls and we can talk about it's Speak
2: for yourself. i'm not known as a fashion girl my friends that give me a lot yeah, of flack but about he, but yes, yes yes
0: but that you're known for being a success in your industry so you use your platform to spread mm-hmm. information that can be positive for the community but we're doing it wrong sometimes and we're imperfect no one's in the perfect, way that we're doing it you know and I find that it's so hard for young kids, like our daughter, who is mm-hmm. now 13, yeah, who's oh, had gosh. so many journeys with friends, and there's so many different... She was on Snapchat. She's not any longer. She's minimally on Instagram. But just even these different things that come at her and these uh, these mm-hmm. comments people make, it's been... Mm-hmm. it's It's really hard. So we started this new program that I have loved, and I haven't done it the last couple of days, but every day we share what we love about her. With five, her. five phrases or five <gasps> words, Aww, five good words. That is really awesome. And From, so I recommend that to parents struggling also to connect with their teenage kids because yeah. she also thinks that we're so uncool and so embarrassing and doesn't want to spend
1: time with them, uh-huh. that
0: your little ones still oh my love gosh. you
1: dearly. And I, I have a 3 now. So we are <laughs> in that stage. And oh, it's a 3 I a didn't three-nager. know that. A 3 that's, that's a
2: good way to put it. Yes. Three-year-old. A three-year-old's an yeah. interesting yeah. age.
1: Yeah. So he is amazing. Does and he say no a lot? Is that the... He says why a lot now. So oh. we're, we're getting tested a little bit by him, but that's to be expected, I think. And, um, he's just a ball. He's smart. We love him. And, uh, oh my gosh, we just, I'm in love with him. He's so cute.
0: Well, I think it's awesome that you can also give parenting. You talk to women about, um, how, who are thinking about starting their own business. I love that you shared the mommy guilt side of it because I know when my, when Bella was younger, And even now, still a little bit today, I feel so much mommy guilt. And then also, like, we look at ourselves because we're taking pictures of ourselves and we see our imperfections. Mm -hmm. And we're getting close to running out of time, but maybe you can share a little bit of those tips with women and like how you've come to this place that you're so real? And how do you find a way to love yourself every day with all your imperfections?
1: I think that that's just what you have to do and accept it for what it is and just know that every day you can be better and learn something new, um, uh, share with people and help other people. Um, I've enjoyed sharing what I know from what I've learned in my experience with other people. And that's been my biggest joy by being uh, being a blogger. And um, it's been really fun, you know. I've met so many amazing people. And, you know, about the mom guilt, I think no matter what you do, you're going to feel guilty at some point. You know, I'm I'm now working at home on our businesses, Mm -hmm. and I still feel guilty because I probably spend more time working on my businesses than I even did at my corporate job. And I was traveling, you know, because when it's your own hustle, you are like, You have to be on it at all times. And, you know, and here's Fisher next to me, like, let's go play. You know, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know. So, of course, it's all about balance. Don't beat yourself up about it, though, because, you know, that's just part of being a mom, I think. And you're doing this not only to help other people, but in the long term, your kids are going to see the drive and the ambition that you have to work hard. And they're going to want to model that in the future. So that's what I like to think about. (laughs)
0: Yes, and I also had some therapists tell me along the way and school counselors to share my journeys of defeat to show that it is Mm -hmm. okay to to show your child that it's okay to falter and that in failing we can achieve success and we can overcome Mm -hmm. all of that. So when you were dating your husband,
1: how did you know he was the real deal? Oh my gosh. So this is a funny story. So we were, we, I came to Houston because um, I had a job opportunity and I took it and I was happy because it was either San Antonio or Houston. I was already in the San Antonio area for like, Uh you know, my whole career in college. So I was ready for a new city, a new place. Um, I didn't know anyone except my best friend. So it was kind of a scary transition, but. Um, I came to a get-together where we all kind of were getting to know each other at dinner. It was like a company function at Lupe Tortilla. And he was already there. And when I'm walking up, it's like literally we look at each other and it's like something happened. And it was like... <gasps> oh, I love <laughs> So, like, that. he smiled at me and I smiled at him. And I was kind of like, is he looking at me? And i like, <laughs> is there around a clock like, behind me? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? So then I'm like sitting down and... He comes over to me, and I had come with my coworker. And he's like, "Is that your boy?" And I'm like, "What? Is that my boy? Who is this guy?" So then I was like, "Okay, whoa, I'm not. <laughs> get out of here." And um, I guess at some point I had gotten up to go talk to some friends of mine, and he put his phone number in my phone somehow. And so, wow, yeah, which was pretty, pretty bold, um, <laughs> if I do say so. Um, and so I didn't notice that until I got home and I was like, did he really? And, uh, I let it go for like two weeks. I was like, I'm not going to talk to this guy. He's I'm, I'm not going to reach out first. I'm the, I'm the girl. He should be coming after me, you know? And, um, so I finally broke down and I called him (laughs) and he was like, does your name start with a B and I'm like yeah like regretting my decision to call already and he's like oh my god I've been literally begging like my friends to get hand me over your contact info I I was like didn't even realize what happened I put my phone number in your phone I've been looking for you all like this entire time like like who you were and how to get your contact so it was funny and then from then on we were pretty much inseparable and uh I moved in and I never left so <laughs> I love it. yeah it Aww. was funny so here we are today
0: so amazing yeah well working with your spouse is definitely a journey so we applaud you for that yes and uh kin
2: size beds can get small sometimes just to let you know with a little experience here
0: Uh (laughs) well um we have loved hosting you. you you are this
1: was so fun so
0: authentic and real and beautiful and amazing and your stories of connection and commitment are really moving and I will continue to follow you and want to continue to collaborate yeah in fact for sure we're going to do a giveaway next week of so a Goyard Keychain so everyone stay tuned yes. and we're finalizing our giveaway with the Louis Vuitton with Johnny Dang so if oh, you oh yes I've
1: seen that yes yeah, so seen if that. you
0: like us and like him and and connect two friends
1: on Instagram. You can win there. So and tell fun. us about your giveaways. Yes. So the Gilded Hive, um, we're running a raffle. So um, all you've got to do to enter is um, head to the website. There's instructions on how to enter. It's super easy. Um, it's a package of our most favorite items uh, worth over $160. And they're hand-selected very, very pretty. My favorite piece is probably in our whole collection. So head over and uh, enter to win. Is it
2: thegildedhive.com?
1: It is www.thegildedhive.com. And I'm enjoying my C for Contessa or Cremoste. It looks so cute on you. Thank you. (laughs) All right,
0: guys, have a great week. Until next week.
2: Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.